888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. This is Leslie the Freebie Guy from thefreebieguy.net. And today I got a very special interview for you. I'm interviewing Phil Taylor, who is the creator of ptmoney.com. He created the site back in 2007 as a way of sharing his personal experiences with managing his finances and to help others move in the same direction. He entered a very competitive niche, personal finance, and has seen some awesome success. He's been able to help many people all over the world and has been featured on TurboTax, MSN Money, U.S. News and World Report, CNBC, and Fox Business. Phil, I'm so glad to have you on the call today. How are you doing? Great, Leslie. It's great to be here. Good, good, good. All right. Well, let's get started. Uh, first question. Just in case someone is listening to this and they don't know who you are, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, especially in terms of how you got into internet marketing? Sure, Leslie. Uh, I am just a regular guy. Um, I, I uh, started a, a blog back in 2007, like you mentioned, uh, at ptmoney.com, and that's PT Money Personal Finance. And so I talk about things like saving money, making money. Um, you know, spending your money wisely. Uh, that's something that was a passion, a passion of mine at the time because I just recently got married. I wanted to start saving up for a house, mm -hmm. uh, get out of some credit card debt. And so the site uh, and the idea of a blog really came out of my personal passion about caring about my own finances. So, um, and, um, you know, along the way, I guess I've, I've picked up a few blogging skills and internet marketing skills and th those things sort of came uh, later on as I realized hey I could make some money off this site as well as um, you know as well as continue to help people with my free information about personal finance so okay so when I go to your site at ptmoney.com uh, is that what I would have seen in 2007 or has it evolved since <laughs> then it's evolved a lot uh, st I actually started on blogger Oh. So I didn't have much control over my site or my domain for the first uh, few months there. Um, but then I, you know, after a few months, I decided I was going to take this thing seriously and moved it over to WordPress on a, my own install with a, uh, my own hosting plan. And uh, then, I, then I sort of got serious about things. And, and along the way, I've, I've uh, studied other sites. That's another thing about this is that I, I just didn't wake up one day and decide I wanted to be a personal finance blogger. At the time, I was reading other blogs who were doing the same thing, and I couldn't get enough of their information. I just I absorbed it. I couldn't wait for the next blog post to come out to find out something else about personal finance. So sounds geeky, but that's where I was, and so that's why you know I really started it. So, um, so yeah, along the way, I've studied other sites to see what, how, what successes they've had. I've made friends with those other sites, and so those that natural, I guess, networking and absorption of of reading other material uh, has helped me to uh, kind of grow my site and turn it into what it is today. Okay, and obviously you've learned a lot along the way. Now, the way you started is exactly exactly the way I tell people not to start in terms of doing with uh, starting with a blogger or one of those free sites. It was the transition between 
using one of those sites to uh, having your own self-hosted blog, was that a complicated process or was that pretty easy? Well, it was. I, I made it more complicated because I had the old content on my old site, and so then that forced me to have to do a you know a transfer of the information to, in order to keep that data. Realistically, at the time, it, it seemed complicated to me, but you know I could do that in five minutes today. Export the information from Blogger, okay. import it into WordPress. It's pretty simple, but uh, it was a little bit of a hurdle for me going into uh, the self-hosted WordPress platform but you know today we've got things like simple scripts installs okay um, C panels which I mean really the hosting environment makes it much much more friendly to someone who wants to start a WordPress blog today okay so would you if someone is just getting started would you recommend for them to start on a free service like blogger or would you tell them to just jump right into getting a self-hosted blog good question and get right to the point right don't start on Blogger. Don't start on a free service. Start if you're at any way serious about doing this, especially if someone coming to your site, Leslie. Uh -huh. You know they're interested in possibly you know being an entrepreneur with their site. And so if they want control, the biggest thing is control. You okay. know, doing a self-hosted WordPress install will give you control, and that's the way I would start today if I had to start all over. Okay, good advice, and that's that's exactly what I would say, and that's what I, I, I am passionate about, and I just wanted to see if that's the same place that you're coming from. Now, Most definitely. The, the personal finance niche, I mean, that's, that's not an easy one to get into. I mean, so everybody is talking about personal finance. Everybody seems to be talking about how to make money online. How is it that you are able to come into the game at such a late stage and grow your, bro your blog this rapidly? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I, I really thought when I first started my blog, because like I said, I was familiar with some of the other uh, personal finance blogs out there. I really thought I'm late to the game. And mm -hmm. I even I remember asking that question in some of the forums. Am I really starting this too late? Is it? And, and uh, you know, thinking back, you know, at that, you know, to that to that point now, it's sort of it's funny because, you know, I wasn't late to the game and I really had some. Uh, I really was able to grow it over these past three years, despite, like you say, there being a, a sort of a flood of content out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, so how did I over? I guess so maybe overcome that that flood of information. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I am a CPA, and so I have somewhat of a f financial background going into it, and I was really passionate about it. So I wasn't just jumping in this just to make money. Uh, just with the idea that, hey, I could throw up some ads and start making money. I really wanted to talk about this content. So even if I didn't make money off of it, I was going to do it. So it really, you know, the market being saturated wasn't that big of a hurdle to me initially in my mind. So Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, the two important factors that you're saying that really contributed to your se your success is the passion that you had for what you were talking about and actually knowing what you're talking about, right? Right, right. There was a little bit of me knowing. You know, personal finances and being a CPA are sort of two different things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the, being a CPA and an accounting, and accounting degree doesn't automatically qualify me to know things like how to get out of credit card debt. Mm -hmm. um, uh, where it does help you is in, in you know, terms of uh, retirement and taxes and things like that. So there are some, there's some gaps I needed to fill in my, in my knowledge base, but... I was filling that up quickly by reading these other blogs. And so, y yes, I did have somewhat of credentials going in, and I guess that did give me a little bit of a leg up. But I wouldn't say, you know, where, where maybe I, I had gains 
from my personal finance or my financial knowledge, I was very weak in my writing skills and I was very weak in my, weak in my coding skills. And so, you know, I think it sort of balanced itself out there. Now, in terms of the writing skills, because blogging is, especially if you're doing a text blog, which is most of what you do, blogging is all about writing. How, how do you deal with that if, if you're not a really good writer, um, but you do have the knowledge? What, how, how has that worked for you? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I, I try to focus, whenever I sit down to write something, I try to picture someone uh, that I am intending for this content to reach. And so I think Copy Blogger uh, says this a lot. He, mm-hmm. he says, really have a person in mind whenever you're writing something. So I would, I would literally picture myself five years previous to that point. So okay. I gained some knowledge through my you know, accounting degree and through learning, looking at other personal finance blogs, picking up some information. So when I sat down, I would think back to Phil Taylor five years previous to that point and say, all right, what does Phil need to know at this point? How can I teach him? How can I help him? And it was all my content I was going to deliver was all centered around helping that person, you know, in specific in my mind. And, you know, writing for the web is, is its own, has its own challenges. You know, people want uh, very scannable content uh, broken up into easy digest- digestible pieces with uh, lots of headings, lots of bullets. And so you pick up that sort of knowledge early on and uh, just try to center your content around that. You know, like any English teacher, I guess, would, you know, tell you, you know, you need to create an outline first, possibly. And then once you have an outline and some subheadings, then you can really break down the content from that point. So. And, and with your content, did you do it more in a conversational style or um, what, what, what type of style do you write in when you write to your blog? Right. Initially, it was a... It was, here's what's happening with me, uh, almost somewhat of a personal diary. Um, you know, here's what I'm doing with my savings accounts. Here's blah, blah, blah. It was very sort of me-focused. But then I learned to sort of flip that on its head a little and maybe lead with the, what I'm doing. And then maybe here's some takeaways for you as the reader. So probably initially I was a little too self-centered, self-focused, and wanted to share my information, what I was doing. And... Uh, but then slowly I transitioned it to taking that and flipping it on its head and, and saying, all right, based off what I'm doing, you know, here's some learnings or some takeaways. And, and as you establish yourself in your niche, mm-hmm. you feel more comfortable taking that posture with your writing. Initially, you know, who am I to say, you know, this? I'm just regurgitating maybe something I heard Dave Ramsey say or Suze Orman say. Mm-hmm. say. So, um, you know, early on it was hard to sort of take that authoritative tone with your writing. But as you – as you go get into it, and and uh, you, that the passion will come through in your writing, and and uh, you eventually start to develop a little more of an authoritative sound. So, all right. So, what you're basically saying is practice makes perfect. Yep. Oh man, yep. I knew that would come back to bite me in the butt when I learned that in <laughs> <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> Anyhow, yep. uh, okay. Let's. Uh, there's a topic that I want to get into, but just to kind of set the stage so that people know where you're coming from. What, what levels of traffic are you receiving right now at your blog? Well, I wish you would have asked me this question uh, a week and a half ago, but uh, <laughs> the latest Google algorithm uh, seems to have taken a, a bit of a chunk out of my site. Oh, but really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, I got lumped in with you know their latest algorithm change. But anyway, okay. that's beside the point. These days, I'm getting about uh, a couple thousand visitors a day. 
A so, day. Okay. And on a yeah. monthly basis, how many uniques uh, would that add up to? Uh, that's somewhere around 60,000, right? So yeah, 60,000 uniques. Okay, so that's a significant amount of traffic. Okay, so now one of the things that I've noticed ever since I started, you know, looking at what you're doing online, you've been able to get a significant amount of um, exposure from media sites and even television, MSN Money, U.S. News, World and Report, uh, CNBC, Fox Business. How in the world did you manage to pull all of that off? <laughs> well, I can really tell you that it, that. It, from the outset, it wasn't something that I went after directly. Okay. Had I done that, I could probably have gotten to those places a little quicker. Okay. Uh, the, first, the first big media hit I received was from uh, MSN.com. One of my posts ended up on their front page. And so, uh, as you can imagine, I received a lot of traffic that day, and they actually shared it a couple times on their on their front page. And um, what, what happened was I uh, got connected with one of their – one of the bloggers that blogs on uh, the, one of the MSN, I think it's called the Smart Spending Blog. Okay. And without getting too bogged down into the details here, um, I, I just essentially made friends with that person, as did many other people in the finance realm. And she actually reached out to me and one day and said, hey, can I syndicate your content and actually put it on my blog? And so uh, that's what happened. And she actually grabbed the full text of my content, uh, content one particular blog post that she liked and she reposted it on her blog. And so initially my thoughts were, I don't want this person stealing my content <laughs> and putting it on their blog. But then, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, this is, you know, this is MSN talking to me, even, even though it's just one of their sub bloggers, yeah. you know, it was still a big media presence talking to me at this point. So I said, okay, well, let's just give this a shot, you know? And they grabbed it, and then from that point, uh, that's what got republished on the on the front. A link to that got republished on the front page, and so, and then I got to trickle down uh, because I had some links from that page or, or from the sub blog page on, onto my page. So now, now before we um, before we go on from there, how how do you get connected with a, a such a high profile blogger, someone that's on MSN? Uh, website that that's a significant um, accomplishment. How do you accomplish mm -hmm. something like that? Well, I would say initially, you know, my site had a baseline of of decent content okay. and a decent appearance. But secondly, I was really connected with the other personal finance bloggers, so I was quote unquote on the scene of the personal finance blogging world by that point. So I knew other bloggers. I was talking to them, commenting on their sites. That we were all interlinking with each other and uh, just sharing information and growing together. And so at that point, I was sort of known within the personal finance community. And so what big media, the, the, the trend over the last three years is what we've seen is big media seeing you know the blog thing happen and say, well, we want a piece of that. You know? mm -hmm. they, don't wanna, they can't pay their columnist necessarily to produce this content, but what they can do is they can go out and get freelance writers and, blo and other bloggers and people who might just be willing to write for their site every day, even for a small fee. And so um, MSN you know, was really ahead of the curve. Uh, you know, we're talking MSN here, but they were ahead of the curve <laughs> three years ago uh, in terms of having a blog presence for a big media company. And so this was just an independent uh, blog, not an independent blogger, but a, a, a person who wasn't necessarily an employee of MSN uh, or a columnist, just a, a regular person blogging for them. And uh, so she was kind of in, her, in, her, in our community and w would interact with us. So it was really her interacting, trying to interact with our community. 
and, and big media is still trying to do this today. They they're still trying to get get bl- a blog established and get into social media, and uh, you know, looking back on that, you know that that time, I probably should have been doing more to reach out to those types of people at that point. But but that's how they reached out to me. So okay, so so you're. You- you're saying that it's valuable to connect with others and comment on other blogs in your niche and, and so on. Anything that you can do to network, that's a good thing. Yep, yep, definitely. Okay, sounds good. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and that really had a lot to do – sorry, Leslie. That no, had ahead. a lot to do with – yeah, had a lot to do with my site's growth overall, not just maybe my uh, media connections. But um, the personal finance niche is oddly not that competitive in terms of um, – you know, blogger traffic and blogger rankings and, and things like that. We really sort of rally around each other and help each other and share information. And I, I got caught up in that. I got caught up in the connections there, and people really helped me along. And I hopefully was able to do some some of that for other people. And you know, the the, the network of sites and 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 uh, blogs out there really just uh, helped to grow my business and, and grow my traffic over time. And then eventually led to some of these media connections. And and it seems as if what you're saying with personal finance really is the same thing with many other niches. I mean, uh, you have bloggers that are want to connect with other bloggers and network with each other and so on. And by being an active participant in the conversation and the dialogue that's going on in your niche, I really believe that that can give you a significant amount of exposure and give you the kind of connections that you need to accomplish something like uh, having an article syndicated on a popular uh, website like that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yep. Awesome. So MSN Money, uh, your 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 post was syndicated there, and where where did it go from there? Because I mean, next thing I know, I'm seeing you on television and so on. Right. How how did that evolution happen? Right. Well, like I said, uh, after that point, I really started seeing other companies come online with their own blog companies, big media come online with their blogs. And um, the thing about you know those those big corporations or big media companies is they really sort of don't you know maybe get social media like an independent blogger would that's in it every day, mm-hmm. um, and they really can't afford to necessarily pay someone uh, to get those get that part of their business going or either they can't wrap their head around why it's useful or they just sort of think they need it and mm-hmm. they throw it out there. And, um, they really want to get the content for free to be honest with you. Okay. So what they do is, uh, they will try to find that content for free either through an existing bloggers or a freelance writer or uh, somewhere out there, or they'll pay a small fee to get the content. And so, um, I've had, you know, folks from, you know, media reach out to me, and just say, hey, do you want to be a part of what we're doing? We're going to build out a blog, um, you know, off of our website here. And if you want, you can be a part of it and help write for it. And be, a, you know, we'll link back to your main site in the bio and um, just help us grow what what we have, what we're wanting to do here. So just being open to that, I guess, was key for me. Um, a lot of those people really reached out to me mm-hmm. uh, by that time I was somewhat established, but. Um, there's there's big media companies out there right now and big bit brands out there right now who have blogs who are just starting blogs and that could be not necessarily in the personal finance niche. You mm-hmm. know, you look at, you mentioned MSN and TurboTax and US News. I mean, they have uh, US News especially has sub blogs in all kinds of different categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, MSN MSN has sub blogs and you know 
very different niches. And so there's real people that are writing for those blogs, some for free, some for a small fee. So really you know, look at your environment, look and see what's happening out there with the big companies, with big media, and see if there are some places where you can, you know, start contributing. So. All right. That's, that's awesome stuff. Now, uh, this is something that I'm very interested in because with what I'm doing with one of my blogs, my biology blog, I'm thinking about trying to see if I can get some media exposure to that and so on. And you, you mentioned before you started talking about it that if you had gone about it a different way, it would have probably happened faster. And what I want is I, I want if someone is listening to this right now and they're thinking that this is something that can help them and this is something that they would want to do. I would like you to kind of give a step-by-step uh, guide as to how they can get started to get that type of media exposure. What mm-hmm. steps would you recommend for them to take in a way that if somebody is listening right now with a, a pen and paper, hint, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> they can just write down those steps and start taking action on the okay. things that you are talking about. Okay. Uh, the given first off is have a baseline established site. So have a decent place on the web on your own that's decently established. Okay. And if you've got your own goals there in terms of revenue or a product you're selling or whatever, great. But have that established initially. Uh, and then what I would do, is step one, is get connected to the niche. So for, in my case, I reached out to as many personal finance bloggers as I could. I commented on their sites, interacted with them daily. I linked to their best stuff, vice versa. Um, and then you'll start making connections with media and company bloggers in your niche as well through that process. You'll start seeing those names pop up. Um, and be willing to work and share. Uh, second step here is be willing to work and or share information for free. Okay. So a lot of these sites, they just want content like I mentioned. So be willing to, you know, uh, if the, when they come around asking for content, either you, for you to write for them or participate in something they have going on, you know, be, the, be there for them. Um, okay. If they're not asking you, go seek them out. Uh, go seek out the biggest brands and the biggest media outlets in your niche and talk to them about uh, writing for their blog. If they don't have a blog, suggest they have one. Tell them you'll write for it. Uh, tell them you'll get other bloggers in the niche to write for it. And how, how do you seek them out, though? Where do you go? Well, I would go to, um, I, w- I would write down the, the top five brands in my niche. So for personal finance, you know, I, I would write things like TurboTax down, Mint.com down, uh, all, all the brands and, and big industry outlets in my niche. So for biology, mm-hmm. I would start racking my brain about what companies are out there that uh, have, a, you know, have an established presence online. Okay. Um, if uh, and if there are some, you know, sub blogs on big media channels like MSN, Yahoo, uh, I would start connecting with those bloggers as well. And I'm and I'm just thinking uh, as you're talking about these things, what I can go to sites like Discovery um, TV, who do a lot of education-related stuff, and you know, try to connect with them. Good example, uh, Leslie. One of the things I wanted to mention was. Um, a couple of websites as resources here. One is helpareporter.com, and the other is reporterconnection.com. And these are two, uh, these, these are two great sites for you to, as an as an expert, to build exposure for whatever you know you're trying to you know 
whether it be your blog or a product or whatever it is. There's authors on there all the time. But basically, reporters come onto this site looking for a story. So they're looking for an expert, someone who can, mm-hmm. can talk about something specifically. And so there's all these um, you know, requests out there. And so what you do, then you pitch these people. Uh, I can help answer your question. So someone's out there looking for a biology expert in your case, oh. someone who can talk about biology facts on a radio show or on a podcast or on TV and or just in a news story or a print story and you know you provide some quotes for them and they write their story and they go on their way and then they give you some credit in the byline or you participate in the radio show or whatever it is and so it's a simple way to connect people who need stories and experts who can provide those stories so that would be you know another tip i would give oh that's a, that sounds like an awesome resource you said it's helperreporter.com and what reporterconnection.com reporterconnection dot com yeah awesome yep okay yep. so try to connect with them um, seek them out if they don't ask you uh, tell them that you you'd be willing to do it for free or uh, provide them with content and and that mm-hmm. type of stuff and then what and then if they're you know if they're game or open for it start producing the content and then the, now the content um, in in my case my content had it had a possibility of being syndicated even further up the channel. So when I started writing for U.S. News, um, that content gets syndicated by bigger media channels. So, for instance, Yahoo.com. So they can pick up a story for mm. you from U.S. News and then publish it on Yahoo.com. And and as you can imagine, that means a lot more traffic, a lot more exposure. Definitely. So um, my goal then became to. Uh, focus on the content that I was giving U.S. News and produce something that's of high quality, but also to work on my titles. Okay. And um, so, you know, have a baseline of quality that you're putting into this content you're giving away for free. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then work on your titles, titles, titles. So, you know, big media, magazines, uh, they, they focus on the headlines that grab. They, they don't... Uh, you know, it's magazine-style copy. So you really have to f- focus on your titles when you produce content for these big media sites and uh, really, you know, put something out there that's that's something that, you know, that really will catch their attention. So, so I that's, that's what I focused on. And I went to CopyBlogger. I uh-huh. mentioned CopyBlogger here again to focus on how to write better headlines. Um, and some of those, those are my biggest hits uh, across the board is whenever I wrote a good headline, it really... Um, got the attention of the of big media so now do you find that when you're writing for those sites as opposed to your blog you're more careful in terms of how you write do you try to write even a, better than you do on your blog when you get those types of opportunities um that's a good question i would say i would say i i, I write more of in a generic style Okay. Uh, because it's meant for a broader audience. I know my audience at PT Money, and I can be a little more intimate and a little more personal and more specific. But if I'm writing for big media, I need to be a little bit more generic, still be interesting and relevant, mm-hmm. but uh, a little more of a broader approach. And, and likewise for my site, I don't worry as much about titles, uh, about making you know the copy of my uh, titles that catchy or that... Uh, you know, grabbable because I don't want to overwhelm my readers on a day in a day out basis with these titles that just constantly, you know, filled with hooks and yeah. with juicy numbers dripping off all over them. But <laughs> for for when I'm producing one blog a, a week at a big site, 
uh, other than mine, you know, then I want the content to be broad, but then I want the title to really catch. Awesome. That makes sense. That's something I didn't think about before in terms of writing in a more generic way for them. Uh, they're not your they're not your followers necessarily. They're not the people that come to your blog on a regular basis. So you need to try as much as possible to make it relevant to the audience that uh, it's going to be reaching on those sites. So that, that makes right, a lot of right. sense. I mean, you definitely want to, you definitely want to have a baseline of quality to your content for sure. Yes. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to insinuate that you just put generic information. When I said generic, I really meant broad, you know, got you. And that makes sense. And and you know the the interviews that I've been doing recently, everyone has been stressing the quality of content, uh, because obviously there's a lot of content out there. But the ones that really stand out are the ones that are of high quality on a consistent basis. So that that's uh, it's awesome to see that come through, uh, regardless of who I talk to. All right. Well, there was one thing I wanted to ask before that, and I think you kind of maybe already answered that question. Um, but was there one thing that happened to you that really accelerated your business um, and got it to where it is today? Can you remember one point or was it the point that we already just spoke about? Hmm. Another good question. Uh, you know, the media exposure has been good. And, and if you look at my the traffic over time, you'll see probably two big spikes. One was MSN and one was the front page of Yahoo. And those are my, probably my biggest spike days overall with my blog. And you'll see that they did rise, but then my site really didn't come back down all the way to where it was. And so it was, it was those two big, big bumps, I think, helped out overall. But I don't know that the, I would say that's necessarily the best thing that's helped my site. I would say over the last year, I've, uh, I've come up with a strategy to uh, you know, produce you know good content on my site, but also to to get my uh, content outside of my blog a lot more. And okay. so, in 2010, I put almost 60 guest posts and/or uh, you know posts for big media outlets or for uh, company blogs. So I really did a, a good job of getting my brand outside of my own blog. And if I could, if I could say probably anything over the last year that's helped me most, it would be that is just really getting outside of, of what's going on at PT Money. I still work on PT Money, and I still produce some of the, my best content there. But I really, you know, I really try to get outside of what I'm doing uh, and get to get to bigger places where the conversation may be already happening. So that's awesome words of advice there. Mm -hmm. um, if someone is listening to this right now and they've started a blog, kind of struggling with what they're doing, they're trying to grow an online business, what words of wisdom would you like to share with them so that they can you know, leave this inspired, not just inspired in terms of what you've said, but in terms of taking some kind of action? What would you say to that person? I would say uh, when, when you start feeling that way, maybe down about your site or down maybe about the level of traffic you have or things like that, it's a little more, a little too uh, self-centered, self-focused. The best thing I always try to do, and my mom used to tell me this, is go out there and focus on someone else for a while. So um, the thing I've tried to do with my blogging and my efforts online is to, is to whenever I feel like I'm not connecting, is to go out and, and go where the people already are. Mm -hmm. So... 
um, our egos tell us, well, I should write and everyone should just come to me. Well, really, that's just not – no one really has that ability or that power. You really need to go out where the conversations are already happening and connect with the people who are already having those conversations. And so that's what, that's what I would probably say. You know, just stay with it. Be consistent. But then you know, whenever you start feeling that, uh, that doubt about what you're doing, just get out there and really connect with people where they're at, whether that be on a forum, whether that be on a, another a blogger friend of yours that has a bigger audience. Or, or whether that you know be on one of these bigger media outlets, you know it's it's not a thing where you go out there and you spam, but you just really just be a part of the conversation and try to help. So that's excellent. I th I think that's a good place to kind of end. Um, Phil, if people would like to get in touch with you, keep track of what you're doing. What's the best way for them to do so? Definitely go to ptmoney.com. Um, you can always find me on Twitter as well at twitter slash ptmoney. Um, and uh, shoot me an email at pt at ptmoney.com. I'll be glad to answer it if you have a question about personal finance or blogging in general. Well, that's been that's great. It's been great talking to you. I've definitely gotten a lot of value out of this, and I'm sure those people that are listening have gotten value from it. I've been here taking my notes, and I hope they did that also. All of the things that you mentioned, I'll be putting in the show notes so they can definitely have access to it there. Hey, Phil, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Leslie.